Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. All right, all right. So, Wim, you had something you want to talk about? No, well, <clears throat> what what we're really here to talk about tonight is uh, Jim's uh, disdain for Mallard purists. I do not have a disdain for per- Mallard purists. I'm starting to build a disdain for one. <laughs> so before we dive into the whole Mallard purist debate, to uh, lead this show off, Jim, tell us about your... We'll call it a diver duck recipe because that's really what it is. Which is one? It's, it's a diver duck. Well, I mean, he so Jim had ring necks uh, to start with, and dude, it looks amazing. The photos that went up on Facebook are just oh, dude, that duck was the bomb. I mean, is that the whole duck? I did see some yeah. guy said it looks a little raw, but I'm no, like, no, no. He may say that. I, I can understand why people they say that because um, I basically used a ham cure on it. So I brined it very similar to how you would brine a ham. But a yeah. duck's not very big, so I only brined it one night. But all that pink salt, right, yeah. the prog powder, number one, gets in there and gives it that rich pink color. And the other yeah. reason that it might look rare is because, I mean, I let it sit and I opened it up and it was still all moist. I mean, that, that duck was awesome. It looked delicious. It was well, at first gone, I, thought, baby. I, was, I thought that was a different duck. Like you were showing, like you were like a preparing photo, and I'm like, oh no, that's cooked. Yeah, and the first, it, it one took photo, me a second, but I was like, oh no, that's that's cooked for sure. Yeah, the uh, when I really looked at it, you could tell it was cooked. It wasn't like, no, that's not raw. No, so I've got a picture of it when it's still when it went just in the smoker. It's pretty pale. Yeah, and then I've got that golden. I mean, I hit it right on the money. Yeah, um, the golden picture when it came out, um, and then I opened it up. Yeah, you just kind of quartered it out, and it it was fantastic. Like there was, I was worried because it's a diver duck and they eat shellfish. And once years ago, I took bluebills and tried to um, render out the fat because it wasn't it wasn't all orange. It was it was whitish and yellow tint to it. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe these guys are just off the fields. I, it was weird. So I rendered it all out, and as I was cooking, every now and again, I'd get like a little hiff, like Oop, did I just smell something? But it rendered out great. Looked good. I took a spoonful of it, put it in my mouth. It was like I licked the bottom of a bait bucket. It was <laughs> terrible, right? So I'm like, well, these diver ducks, they're not out there in the ocean. Or these these ringnecks aren't in the ocean, but 
the, the blue bills I shot in the golf. So I said, well, maybe if I brine it, it would temper that down. And it totally eliminated it. So if there was any gnarliness, you know, because the ringers are eating the little snails and crustaceans and stuff in the grass. Um, it was awesome. It was absolutely flat. Great. I, that, if it wasn't so hard to pluck, I'd do 100 of them. That do you think you could use regular salt or like a coarse salt or something? Yeah, but you won't Instead get that pink. pink salt. Yeah, you won't get the, the pink look. There's sodium nitrate. So it's prog powder number one, prog powder t- number two, nitrate, nitrite. I can't keep them all straight. Number two is really salty. Mm-hmm. So this is a little saltier than table salt, but you can skip it, but you won't get that nice pink color. So when you smoke it, it'll, it might look a little gray or brown. So that was by design. Okay. All right, so before we get any further into uh, why Mallard Pierce aren't any fun, let's, uh, <clears throat> we'll tell you who we got around the table tonight. We got Jim. Yes, sir. Jordan. I'm here. Let's get it. And Briar is back. At least temporarily, I don't know. We'll for see. now. <laughs> yeah, ND one and only. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and then uh, for his biannual appearance, uh, we've got uh, Mr. Dirty D, Dylan Durden. One hey. of the OGs. The double D. He is our uh, Bigfoot expert. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> you guys are Bigfoot purists. I'm a Bigfoot complete denier. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're the expert. Yeah. So, uh, but to cover some uh, current events we got coming up, man, the small game hunts, uh, as far as scheduled small game hunts are over. No, that's not true. This is coming out before granddaddy. Yeah. The granddaddy. So as far as small game hunts go, you have one left for the year. Uh, Seminole forest, the 21st of January. We don't have a calendar planned. We don't, we don't, Mm. we can still go, but it's not planned. It's not a plan. Uh, Seminole Forest is 21st of January, and uh, that's going to be a great hunt. It always is, regardless, unless it's absolutely pouring rain, but I'll still be there. And uh, hiding in my truck, waiting between rain spats and just trying to get out and kill something. But Seminole Forest is like the coup de gras. You could go out there and kill a duck, a dove, a squirrel, a rabbit, and now a hog all in the same day. That would be the universe slam. Yeah. That would be the Seminole Forest slam. Uh, it that, that place really has it all. <clears throat> um, yeah, but I think this year, as long as nobody lets me forget, I'm taking my electric call, and we're going to shoot a mess of crows. Oh, didn't throw crow in there. Yeah. 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 I got a crow. I, yeah, yeah, you did last year, but I'm bringing happy crap. I have I have an electric predator call that has like a little black thing on top that'll spin around and imitate the crow herd on the ground, and we could set it out ten yards and run it with a remote. It's over there in the other side of the garage, like, and I've used it before on crows, and it's deadly. Yeah, I love yeah. that idea because I was thinking about focusing primarily on wing shooting. I was thinking about sitting out there in that dove field. Now I'm going to have a whole lot of company. Yeah, doves. right but uh no seminole forest is is the accumulative event of the small game hunts and it is every year for a reason it is one of the greatest small game hunts we have in central florida hands down 
if there's not 40 people there, then people better be sick. Or, well, maybe they just get old. We had 25 at Charles well, Bronson. So if we don't have 40 at Seminole, I'd be surprised. Not only now are we advertising it, but it's also up on Tin Can's website. Nice. nice. So they're pushing it too. So hopefully we'll see plenty of people from the Tin Can side and playing from our side. And we'll be able to pack out Seminole Forest and kill plenty of small game. Yeah, shout out to Chuck Etchenique for helping us out on Florida Hunters Network too. Yeah, absolutely, doing. absolutely. Yeah. We also we also had a guy message us about running rabbit dogs out there. Yeah, I still yeah. got to reach out and see if it's legal. Reading the rules, it looks like it's legal. Yeah, I think so. But I got to reach out to Gene Marie. I don't know. If there's really anywhere. I, mean, I guess there's plenty of places to run rabbit dogs out there. Yeah, I can give it a shot. I mean, you can run them on that big dove field. I bet you kick a few up. There's a few maybe. spots where you could give it a shot. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. Oh, up by the food plot, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but not on the dove field, dove field. Well, it's not yeah, a dove where field. We, where we got our crow last year? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's planted. Yeah. But. It's also it's all a possibility. It'd be a good time, regardless. And then after that, you've got, uh, coming up shortly after that, is the Ducks Unlimited Banquet for... <laughs> you skipped a few. What'd I miss? You got the Emeralda Marsh Youth Hunt mm-hmm. on February 11th. Though that's we haven't put anything up for that. We're going to help out and sponsor that. That's actually a Ducks Unlimited thing, but that's a that's a fantastic event. Yeah, that's on February 11th. Yeah, so now that's not only the Villages chapter. The the Triangle chapter puts and helps out with that too. <clears throat> right, uh, and then we have the Duck Box installation on February 28th, 25th, 25th. Yeah, Saturday, February 25th. Yep. Which I was surprised. We've already got like nine people say they're going to show up. It's awesome. And I think we've got access to four or five boats already, so hopefully we'll get them all done in one day. And even if we don't get them all done, I think the rest of us can clean up what's next on Sunday or the following weekend. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to tell, tell, tell everything. Why don't you pick up the rest? I just wanted to make sure we don't skip those two. So then we run into the in April. That's when the uh, Ducks Unlimited Banquet is, correct? Correct. And that is 21st now, of April? Here's here's the ticket to that though is you can buy your tickets to the Villages Chapter Ducks Unlimited uh, banquet through us and you get to sit with the Under Pressure Outdoors crew. We're gonna section off our own set of tables so you sit with a lot of people you know and uh, help raise some money for Ducks Unlimited. Correct, and they're gonna treat us as though we did the whole corporate table sponsor thing. Uh, so although everybody gets in for the individual ticket price. Will still be treated with all the extra comeuppance. Yeah, nice, nice. So it'd be worth it to instead of just buying a regular individual ticket. If you're thinking about it, buy one through us, and uh, you get a little bit of extras. Yes, but let's also be very clear: we don't keep one penny. No, we are just being a pass through, so that we can keep track of who's on the under pressure crew and. 100% every single nickel is going to Ducks Unlimited. Correct. Yep. Then after Ducks Unlimited, at the end of April, then we jump into the beginning of May, and there's your 50-mile Swanee River fishing expedition. We already got some people that have bought into that, too. <clears throat> Gene got, called me and said he's going today. Yeah, he's uh, mailing William a check. He nice. already called me, yeah. He's already reserved the cabin for the Tuesday night, too. Oh, perfect. <laughs> He's he is on it. Yep. What do we owe him for that cabin? Fifty bucks. Okay. We'll figure that out. Yeah. We have two cabins at Lafayette Blue rented already, right? Yep. Yep. With a with a third in the 
in the wing, uh, potentially. So we'll see if we need you or not, and we'll go from there. The way that thing's looking, if we do it again next year, we're going to have to change the name of it from the Swanee River Fishing Expedition to the Swanee River Fishing Armada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got multiple states coming this year. If only we could convince Dirty D to come. And then I'm graduating school right then, and then I'm getting married, like, literally, like, the next weekend. Bachelor party. Like, there you go. Yeah. Except you won't be a bachelor anymore, but that's okay, because you won't have to worry about getting in trouble anyway. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, I would love to be there, but I've just got so much stuff coming up. And it's 20, 2024, 2024 is your year. Oh, yeah, for sure. If, if I'm not offshore working my ass off then <laughs> but uh shortly after that here's your teaser may 20th, 20th is the crawfish boil there you go crawfish boil bow fishing tournament probably with 10 can with 10 can <laughs> damn we're busy son we are busy mm-hmm. you think we need a whole board and a national organization behind us. You Just would think. You think. We'll get it done one way or another. Yeah, if you had that, though, it cut you down. You wouldn't be able to do as much fun stuff. That kind of You're probably right. If you get yeah. a board in a national organization, you do less. <laughs> you get people wanting to control where you spend the money you don't make. Yeah. 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 Actually, they don't. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting a little too narrow down. <laughs> There are some fantastic national organizations out there. Some of them fall a little short in the local area. <laughs> that being said, back to Mallard Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this really all started. Speaking cause... of people that fall short of killing decent uh, a lot of ducks, you know, here, here's my thing. I'll start this off, and I'll say, Mallard purist. There are people out there that literally look at all the waterfowl species in the United States and say, I want to kill one of each. And there's people out there that say, Mallards is all I want to kill. How? 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 Not even just Mallards. Greenheads is all I want to kill. Yep. They ain't shooting hands. How, how, how can you look at that giant list of species and go, yep, that's the only one. That's the only one worth it. That's the only one worth buying steel shot for. I don't know why you'd stop at only one of each. <laughs> I mean, I, but at some point, you know, you know, you have to be satisfied when you live in uh, California with coming and killing one model duck. Yeah, probably. A bunch of cinnamon. Well, bucks. actually, you know, we should stop calling them models. Those are mallards. <clears throat> we live in mallards. Florida. That's a mallard. It's a Florida mallard. If you live in Georgia, it's a model. If you live here, that's a mallard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the difference is, know, you know, you can kill a bunch of mallards at Disney if you. We even had the chance. (laughs) No, those are green hits. Yeah. We have mallards and we have green hits. (laughs) And sometimes the green hits hybrid with our mallards and screw them up. That guy did say that, didn't he? You posted a brown one. He's like, that's that's a, that's a, or he said, that's not a, he said something. He had something to say about it. I can't remember what he said. Well, he was all about mallards. And I said, those aren't mallards. Those are green hits. Mallards are brown. And then I posted a picture of a fine specimen of a mallard. (laughs) <laughs> no green on it at all. No white bars in the, in the what do they call it? Speculum or speculum? Yeah, just hmm. brown, blue. That's it. 
Mallard. No. <laughs> what do you got for us, Jordan? Oh, I'm just looking through here. Man, you've been over there on yeah. the I do have a highlighted that says... Uh, the interwebs. Yeah. But for that fellow who... Truth who's... is that trash ducks do exist. All hunters agree on this. And even those that vigorously defend him, as defenders of trash ducks would say, and I actually saw Jim say this, one man's trash duck is another man. That was me that said that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, and I'm not going to lie. When I thought about that, I was like, I really should follow up with the whole uh, junk trash matrix. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think we can all agree that a duck that we're not going to go try to kill limits of and eat is a merganser. They're not the worst. You, you know, only get two. I'd shoot them both. They're still edible. Two? Two what? Two know. hooded mergansers? Isn't, isn't that only two mergansers? No. Uh, man, it's you, one male and two hens. For oh, hooded oh. mergansers, mm-hmm. you can shoot common mergansers about for the day as long. Oh. I thought you could. Darts. I thought you could shoot six. Uh, not hooded mergansers. Common mergansers. Look, if I'm out there hunting, it's already hard enough. This is Florida. When ducks fly through the spread, ducks getting blasted. Yeah. Now, if I actually manage to shoot a, mer- a hooded merganser, I guess I'd start being careful. <laughs> I, I watched. <laughs> I watched Briar blow a man's eardrums out for a merganser. What? We <laughs> ate it too. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No. Like it wasn't. Like seriously, it really was not all that bad. So we were out on the on the wood duck hole. In Georgia. Yeah. Where when I used to live there. Where yeah. we're going in a week. And to be fair, he said shoot it. He did. <laughs> and was this AJ's eardrums that he blew out? Yeah. Yes, he did. She popped up and Briar hit her three and a half inch double BB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> no, she went down, he shot her again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Still paddling? It was well, it wasn't paddling long after that. <laughs> No, I imagine not. <laughs> but, you know, I am I, in it. So this one character who, for whatever reason, who also, when I when I made a post, a post. Post about coots? Yes. In, in, in my best Canadian, I made a post. <laughs> a post about coots. Actually, I didn't post that. He just made a comment about. Because there were coots in your picture. Yeah, it was coots in the picture. Like, why would you shoot them? I started. They taste good. Throwing recipes at them. Now, to be fair, there's an older gentleman who also is suffering from chronic uh, Lyme. So he can't hunt this mm. year. So he's just, in general, cranky. Right? Yeah. But, and he lives in Melbourne, but apparently he's from some Yankee state. I, I just don't understand why, if you're now living in Florida, if you've actually been out on the water, you realize that you just probably not going to shoot a limited duck without putting some ringers in the boat. I mean, it could be done, but you have to get pretty lucky. Well, you're not going to... Yeah, I mean, it's easy. You find a spot, you go out and shoot models, you can shoot a limited ducks pretty quick. The limit's one. Well, yeah, right? but, but well, you're, you're not, not going to bring back... Ducks. Yeah, you're not going to bring back six ducks right. without shooting something besides... Even if you wanted to be a mallard purist in Florida and find a place that you could strictly shoot mallards, you're only coming back. You got three guys. You're bringing back three ducks, yeah. right? That's this isn't this isn't even Arkansas where you can bring back four. You know, I, 
So it, it's to me the Mallards. It, what I love to if I if I had the chance to go to Arkansas and shoot Mallards, would I turn it down? Probably not. But would I stop at four ducks and go? That's a limit, boys. No, and give me something else. You got Woodies? We'll shoot two more. Call it a day. Let's go. Yeah. The <clears throat> Briar is a is a wood duck purist. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Only shoots drinks. <laughs> Unless there's a hen. Yeah. On the he, water. He said, I, I might shoot a hen every now and then, but you know, I I just you know on, only on Saturday. Only on Saturdays. Mallard yeah. purists don't water whack either. If the drake's so. not there. <laughs> but to keep the whole thing positive, like I said, guy's a little cranky right now. He is a Mallard purist. And the good news is, though, an awful lot of good old boys here in Florida are like, you're just wrong. There's nothing wrong with ringneck ducks. And I I agree. I, well, so here's we just my, had a whole mess of ringneck tonight in that pasta. If there was anything wrong with it, it's because I think I browned them a little long before I threw them in there for the for the uh, the simmer. Here's yeah, the thing. The problem though, I found was uh, a few bones. Well, it's leg meat, man. Yeah, I'm not complaining. You, you're you're missing out on tree ducks, in my opinion. Period, because those wood ducks and whistling ducks and your, your tree duck variety are just absolutely delicious. Yeah, you're you're talking ducks that eat dang near the same thing that deer do. You think that uh, wood ducks to me taste almost identical to venison backstrap. Mm-hmm. You kill them in the right spot, and they're just absolutely. Yeah, I haven't had one that I disliked, but you know, getting them out of that that little hole in Georgia, Dylan, you've been there. That we yeah. used to have man that those ducks are amazing. Yeah, that, I mean, when they come in, that's for sure. Dylan, what are you mainly eating in Texas? I'm sorry. What are you mainly shooting and eating in Texas? Well, we sh- I haven't shot anything in, since I've been back out of the army, but. Um... Usually hitting a lot of hogs up and a lot of whitetail. Um, I didn't really start duck hunting until I met Will and Jordan. So, so you're not um, any good at it either, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I nah, throw myself in that either. same boat. So, yeah, I'm not any good at that. I mean, y'all are talking about. I don't even know how y'all identify ducks. I just send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah girl, oh, that's a that's a Drake. That's a this, and I'm like, well, that's a bird flying, and I have a gun. So, we didn't. We didn't even hardly kill ducks when you were up there with us, did we? We killed, uh, I think, three because Sadie got that one, um, the one that was climbing up that tree. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There were a few. Not I like we three in two days. Not not like that morning we had uh, the next year, where the first morning it was kind of slow. The next morning, good lord, put it on. We put Walked it on them down. Just about dang near had a three or four man limit. Yeah, wood ducks. That was a good morning. We we did kill a lot of something though. Bourbon, a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know, for some reason, that just tends to be a thing. I, don't know. I, don't know. I remember somebody falling asleep by a freaking gas heater. A it was pot? it was yeah. a smudge pot, and that's because yeah. Matt was Matt was making my liquor drinks about ninety five percent liquor. That's the way Matt makes all his drinks. That's why I messed up, because I let Matt make my liquor drinks. Jordan fell asleep. Bill. 
Jordan Jordan went to sleep in temperatures below freezing and woke up with a sunburn. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember Bill walking outside and go, pull him back. He's about six inches from that smudge pot. <laughs> That's all right. There's still stories about you in Georgia, too. Yeah. All right. I'm the sure chair, you were, you know, <clears throat> had so much to drink that the chair whooped your butt. Oh, no. I went off for a ride. I could have gave Wayne Frost a. Make run for his money. <laughs> he was riding Bronx trying to sleep in that chair. Yeah. I'll tell you what's real sad, though, is that uh, the deer season's almost over. <clears throat> I'm, I've gave yeah. up. You gave up? I gave up. I'm not deer hunting anymore for the rest of the season. Unless well, I happen to be duck hunting and see a deer. I mean, if I had your trail cam pictures, I'd be pretty sad, too. Listen, what do you got on trail cam? I don't know. You checked the one out in Ocala recently? I have not. (laughs) (laughs) We're lucky if it's still there. (laughs) Sit tight. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. As we move through life, it's inevitable that we're going to find ourselves needing trusted advice from legal counsel. From business transactions to real estate, lawsuits to contract matters. We all need advice and assistance from time to time. Attorney Roman Hammis' multi-state law practice focuses on litigation, business law, and real estate. Roman helps individuals and business owners find solutions to their legal problems. If push comes to shove, Roman is an experienced litigator with extensive trial experience and the ability to take it all the way. He's been named super lawyer every year from 2016 to present a distinction given to only 5% of practicing lawyers. Most importantly, Roman is an avid hunter, angler, conservationist, and proud supporter of the UPO Nation. When you need dependable legal counsel, call Roman, 407-680-6050 or 843-324-1727 or email Roman at romanvhamis.com that's r-o-m-a-n at r-o-m-a-n v-h-a-m-m-e-s dot com offices Florida and South Carolina I'll be happy to share if you guys are a little low. It's it's oh, uh, I got plenty. it's probably loaded, probably loaded full of that, full of bucks just running back and forth all the time in there. Yeah, probably, probably. loaded full of that spike that was in there. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but Jordan's gone out and waded through water and swam and all this other stuff to have two does. Yeah, we haven't talked about Jim's swimming experience yet. No, nope. I don't think so. Oh uh, man, I gotta hear this. It was all Jim's fault, really. Probably. I got to hear this. Go ahead, Jordan. Well, you know, we had I had told Jim we went for a duck hunt, and I told Jim, I said, listen, I really don't want to go to this, move this trail camera on my own because it's kind of a, it's a rough area. Not, you know, like, there ain't rough people there or nothing. You ain't going to really run anybody else, but it is not an easy area to navigate. Put it this way, when we got back to where... So we picked up the camera. That was hard to get to. Then went deeper into the heart of darkness. 
And when we're in there, we look up and the buzzards started circling. For two does, <clears throat> mind you, two does. Yeah, you know. Well, I don't know. I wasn't worried about does. All I know is that the birds realized that we weren't supposed to be back there. All and I'm saying is. Them sons of bitches are dead. So all, that, all that work you put in for two does. Hey, so far. <laughs> okay. They'll Booner may cross eventually. But go ahead. Continue. Yeah. With the story. So Jim, you know, I had told him before. I was like, hey, bring waiters. He's like, yeah, cool. We're sitting in a duck pond anymore. Jim, you bring your waiters? Nope. The waiters, I put the waiters out on my boat right next to his cooler. I remembered to put his cooler in their truck and forgot my waiters. <laughs> but I managed to tactically stay dry all the way to the first camera and all the way back and all the way out to put the second camera in place and all the way back until we were about 20 feet from the boat. And then he just went straight over the boot. Kaboosh. Little, little Palm did you, tree hole. Little did you know that that didn't matter at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I thought I knew. I knew as soon as we got out there, I was like, "This is not a matter of if you're going in over your boots. It's just a matter of how long you're going to be walking around with a swimming pool around your feet." My question is: so Is twenty did, feet wasn't bad? Did you expect that day when you left to be in over your head? He never went in over his head. No, I never did. But I did fully for treading expect water. We hung. Oh, listen. Okay. So, was the, it was it over your head at the back of the boat? We could have been if we yeah, had gotten probably. out of the boat. Well, we were about to go in. We had every intention. Yeah, Jim was in his skeebies. Of going in. I was all the way down to no shirt and just my britches, no socks. And and Jordan was about to jump in, except the wind had died, so there was just a little bit of current moving us in the right direction. And I said, hold on. Just figuring why get in now. We might have we might pick up twenty five yards and not having to drag this boat. And just about the time we had given up hope and we're about to both get soggy, we hear blub, 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 coming out of the canal. Just in time. So but we did uh at one point there was both of us on the back of your boat, out on the platform, just kicking away like it was sixth grade Learn to or six year old learn to swim class. <laughs> <laughs> and why were you doing that? Because the boat hydrolocked. Yeah. The best part was we after he t- pulls us back to the ramp. Jim's back in the trailer down in. Who pulls up to the ramp? Oh, Sid. Sid. Sid Tyson. <laughs> and I'm like fast duck motors. Yeah, I was like, Dad, come it, man. This is kind of embarrassing, you know. <laughs> It's not like Sid didn't expect it to see you yeah, in well, the boat not running. So Sid's there testing one of his boats. He's like, well, you should have called me. And I'm like, man, we weren't but 60 yards from the ramp. I wasn't going to, you know. No, no, no. Well, we were 60 yards from the ramp when that boat came and got us. Yeah. We were three, 400 yards away from the ramp because of some stupid coots. Yeah, it all we, happened. Cause- we thought we saw some ducks, but there was coot. There may have been ducks, but the ducks were gone. We saw some coots. We're like, you want to add a couple more coots to the boat? We're like, eh, maybe if we can line them up and get the you know the one shot, three coots, four coots. And then we were like, nah, let's forget it. Let's just go back to the ramp. And that was. Yeah. So we had idled for a long time, which had caused the boat to just do some overfueling. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Let me be a good legal person. And I'd 
turned the boat, I clicked it out of gear, but it was still running. And I'm like, just to make sure everything's 100% legal here, you go ahead and turn the motor off too. Right? What he's referring to is if you're going to shoot, well, I guess anything from a boat. Yeah. You you cannot be under power. In fact, not only not under power, the boat has to stop all of its forward under power forward progress. You could be drifting with the current, but you can't be under power. So he was making sure that we were all good to go, and then we thought about it and said we weren't going to shoot him anyway. And it wouldn't crank <clears throat> up. No good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, so we get back, get it on the trailer and everything. I'm talking to Sid. I'm like, you know what? Boat's all strapped down. We're ready to ride. I'm like, let me just try this thing one more time so Sid can see what it's doing. Turn it. Cranks right up. <laughs> I said, son of a bitch. No, Jordan, I swear to God, dude, you have the worst luck with boats, man. It's just that boat. Just well, that no, one. yeah, no, it's boats in general. Because <laughs> yeah, so you, you I've known you for about three years, and every time I hear from you, or talk to you, hey man, how's your boat doing? Oh, it's broken. Or something. <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude. So in the past three years that Dylan's known you, how many boats have you gone through? Probably seven. Uh, at least four. <laughs> really? In three years? You haven't had that? Oh, no, 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 no. In the three years, it's been just my mud boat. Just your mud boat. That's I've had a total of seven boats, though. Yeah. You know what it is, is I'm not allowed to launch out of that ramp. Because Briar and I, we go out, no problems. We go out of that ramp on the St. John's, blotto. Next time I go out, I got with Jordan. I'm, I'm the I'm the St. John's Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I launched out of that ramp and you know, not had a problem? We, we other talked, than the time after. Other than the time after. We got a little bit of a different ramp next time Twice. I go out with you. We talked about we talked about trying to get some people together to get that hunt I got last year and then renting a cabin at that ramp and staying there and building a, making a hunt camp weekend out of it. Get some guys like Keith and stuff like that. We get yeah. that little cabin there and just travel back and forth in that ramp for three days. Be a good time. Is not John if I go. Gonna run three three days. <laughs> Listen, we're not running everybody out of my boat either, so we'll figure it out. I don't know. I shouldn't say nothing. My battery was bad twice. Wasn't even your battery that was bad. Well, it was tater. It was a rectifier. A rectifier. Did you break down <clears throat> twice or just the time that I was with you? Oh, so it wasn't just me. Yeah. When he was Luckily, back out they there, they were there to, and I could jump, basically jump it off. Yeah, I pulled the battery out of my boat, stuck it in Briar's boat, turned his boat on, and then he drove off with no battery. <laughs> no, I had my battery. Well, it was, you had a battery, I but it wasn't good. And then I went to Sid, and he fixed me right up. That's As per usual. It wasn't charging. Like I thought it was, but it wasn't. As per usual, Sid comes in clutch and gets you running right. back on the water. There's another yeah. plug for fast duck motors. Yeah. Sid, Sid is the man, though. Like man in great service. Not like not only is he good at what he does, service is awesome. Man, if you hear all the crap he talked about you last time we were on, he was in here before we started. I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't think Sid talks bad about anybody. <clears throat> Not seriously. Yeah. So along similar lines, Jordan sent me a boat. I was like, whoa, it got my attention. Gator tracks. Was it 1860? Yeah, it was 1854, I think. 1854. 
40 horse? 30? 2016 had a yeah. 40 on it. 40 Mud Buddy motor, 14 grand. I'm like, hey like now. That. And that boat looks clean, right? And I start reading the whole, because that's how he sells I did, it. Yeah, I didn't see that. And I you go all the way down to the very last thing in his ad, 14,000, 20,000 if you want the motor. Oh. And I was like, oh. Like a fourteen thousand, all of a sudden I was starting to get that itchy feeling. Like I'm about to write me a check. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's I was going to drive to Rockport, Texas, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah man. It was a very well taken care of boat, but I don't think it was worth twenty thousand dollars. No, but fourteen, fourteen, I'd have bought it all day. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, right. So I'm going to let that stew for a little while, and I'll keep looking for you. I'm I'm on, I'm on all those Gator Tracks pages, so. Well, I really haven't ridden around Sids? in Joey Lyons, but I'm really digging the Prodigy. You like the Prodigy? Oh, oh man. Yeah, you talk you about picking one of those up for 14000 I can tell you that much. No, but man, those things. Well, you get comfortable with 20000 for a hole. 23000 Well, that's yeah. with the trailer. I'm talking used. Yeah, no, just no, for the hole. Brand new, 1854 in South Carolina. With a motor or just no, the hole? No, no, no. Just yeah. the hole in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're in. With a motor, 30, 32 plus, you know, then all the accoutrement. Well, Sid you just know, had one posted, I, uh, tracks, but I think it was a 15. I will plug it to the day I die, and I'll hold on to that hole to the day I die. I will probably never own anything but a Gator Tracks. I no, just That was a I, good layout, they, man. They are, they are extremely well utilitarian holes. I was talking to Gator Tracks the other day and I was like, man, I really, y'all built a really solid boat. He said back to me, he was like, yeah, we try to, we try to build boats that even idiots like us can't destroy. (laughs) (laughs) If somebody let me borrow the boat, I'll take that challenge. Um, (laughs) Sid had, no, I think, I think he just sold it. It wasn't one that he had for sale right there. But he, I was like, dude, I was in love with that freaking boat. I wanted that boat so bad. It was, I don't same, think you can beat the way they turn. It was a Gator Tracks. It was same size, except for with the hunt deck. So it was probably like a 17 and some change with the hunt deck and all. But it was like a 1650. Same style hole I have, but it was a Gator Tracks with the new 40 horse Pro Drive on it. And I was like, mm, now I want that boat. Speaking of Gator Tracks and boats... <clears throat> Of all the people sitting in the studio, would y'all believe that Millennium Marine chose Briar as a model? Hey, you know, I I gotta give you Briar's hair looked pretty majestic in the sun. <laughs> I mean, like the old mullet flopping yeah. in the breeze. Briar thing. looks majestic in that picture. You can't deny that. How did they find that? Did you tag him in something? Did... I tagged him in that post. That made. makes sense. Uh... I'm like they're out there searching the internet, and they, find and they, me. they pick. They chose Briar. It's to a great picture. But like, like if you look at the picture, though, like you just happen to see the entire, pretty much the entire Millennium Marine logo on the seat. <laughs> it is. It's all. It's like it's like you set it up. But you can't lie, Briar. If it weren't Mind for you, me putting Millennium seats in my twelve foot jumbo, you you wouldn't have. Them. Oh, I'd have them in a nice cushy camo one. Yeah, yeah. I I'll tell you what though. What you don't see in that picture is me. Laying down, like laying backwards across the front of Briar's boat, just to try and get the dang perfect angle of. <laughs> that was like one of fifteen pictures I had taken. I was like, perfect. 
I think we're all running Millennium seats, aren't we? I've got them in my G3. But I got it because I sat in yours. or I sat in yours. Yeah, I or maybe I sat in yours in Jordan's boat. I forget. but So I was the first. Yeah, you were. You yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, you're the trend center, but now we all have them. But because they are. Here's the a question: Where did you seat? find them? Just from a from having tree stands, and then you said, "Hey, I want to try their seats out in the boat." Um, probably. I don't think that I ever sat in one before I bought it, but I knew from sitting in Millennium tree stands that they were comfortable. Uh, my, and, and when I redid my John boat, and I was going to buy seats for it, I was like, "Dude, I saved up the money. Literally went to Bass Pro Shops with two hundred bucks." Bought two seats and was like, shit, they don't come with the platform. So then I had to save up another bit of money to, <laughs> yeah, that was to, buy the, to buy the piece to, to fit it in the thing. But I had seats. Yeah, I, I drove all the way to Savannah. And, and I was sitting in the parking lot before Bass Pro Shops opened. Went inside and bought those two seats. You were that excited about I it. I was that excited about it. Yeah. Ordered mine on the interwebs. Yeah. Mine got given to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he may even still have one of mine. My, no, I don't have both of mine. When I bought mine, Michelle asked. She's like, because she usually rides up front on the on the jump seat in the Jeep. She's like, I don't know why do we need a new seat. That old seat was comfortable. And then she sat down. She's like, Oh, no, I know. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I even did it right because the platform I bought also has the spring on the bottom. Oh yeah, mine too. So yeah. that you know, especially when you're out there banging along on a John boat and. You know, into the wind, bang, 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 bang. You know, now it's nice and comfy up there. Yeah, Barry says, I don't know why you'd put a hundred dollar seats in a twelve foot John boat. He said, he said, mm, these are comfortable. I was like, yeah, that's why you put a hundred dollar seats in a twelve foot John boat because <laughs> we all running them. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, listen, I told like I told Briar, I said, listen, even if I got rid of the boat, I ain't gonna sell the seats with it. All right, yeah, I'm right. hanging on to those. Suckers. That boat's staying for life, just like <laughs> it the is. Did. I, I kept my old seats for that exact same reason. <laughs> I buy a new boat. Hey, Will, are you still are you still running that paint job we did on that boat? Uh, bud, it I am, but uh, it is a bit rough. I bet. <laughs> it's like when you if if you listen to last last week's podcast, you heard William talk about how your ground blinds turn pink after they've been in the sun for two years. <laughs> yeah, William's boat's damn near pink. You can't see oh. the letters anymore. I can tell you that the numbers on it. Oh really? Oh, they're they're about completely faded off. It uh, needs a new paint job. It probably could have used. I don't know that y'all put one on there. Probably could have used a good matte clear coat. We did yeah. not, but yeah. it definitely no, could. We did so not at all. <laughs> that John boat. You know, last time you saw it, we had pulled the middle seat out and put a subfloor in it. Uh, Briar's yeah. fixing to move into a house. We're going to move it over there, and we're going to take that old subfloor out and put an aluminum subfloor in it, and then make some extend the front deck a little bit extend the front deck a little bit where we can and and raise it to where we can fit a bow mount trolling motor and then put some quasi catwalks on it that kind of run even with the the bottom of the boat and then you know that'll that'll provide the bracing for the side of it that the middle seat would move that took that out it's going to be uh it's going to be a machine for sure that's right oh yeah sounds like it especially with the old yammer hammer on the back yeah, the old nine, nine <laughs> Hey, did you see that dang game fisher I sent you the other day? I did. Fifteen horse. That's what that boat needs. That fifteen horse game fisher. Listen, that because you know what? The, yeah, but you know what the best thing about those game fishers are? What's up? They're air cooled. They're loud as crap. But they're air cooled, son. You could run that thing through. You could run that thing out in the marsh if you wanted to. It's true. It's true. Mm. Can't beat an air cooled motor. I'm just saying. Yeah. The little nine nine. It could. Hey. I think it's pulled Jordan's boat a few times. It has more than yeah. once. That thing would rip with a 15 <laughs> on it, though. 
That 9-9 drug Jordan's boat across Lake Dora. Daggum. In a storm. Christmas Eve. Oh, Two years storm. ago. Look, I guess another story of Jordan's boat broke down. Listen, we, <laughs> could, listen, we could do a whole podcast on stories about my boat breaking down. Shit, yeah. you could probably do a series of boats breaking down. It would, we wouldn't even just be talking about the same boat. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, yeah. It's because you got a high-performance dragster and a shade tree mechanic. Hey, I am not. I got a good. Sid? I, no, I am my own mechanic. I just buy my parts from Sid. Yeah. I was going to say, Sid's not really a shade tree guy. Even no, no, there. Sid's legit. I'm talking about the guy that actually works on Jordan's boot. He's sitting right there. Yeah, the high performance dragster with a shade tree mechanic. I've yeah. done it a little bit too. Oh, yeah. Now, what about the Hughes? The Hughes was the the boat that I traded for that Gator Tracks. I know, but that one broke down too. No, the Hughes never broke. The Hughes, the Hughes broke, broke down while I was on it. This we had to troll it back across Lake Dalhousie because it wouldn't work right. Oh, you're right. I got that fixed though, but the steering did suck on it. Yeah. Um. It, ironically, after I traded it for the Gator Tracks, the top hole separated from the bottom. Top cap separated from the hole. That sucks. Yeah. What was it? I mean, sucks for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> then the dang sea hunt that i had well i had a the wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute back it up let run me through these boats you've had we you started really we both started with the 12 foot john yeah, boat and we then both we started had, with the 12 foot john boat and then we had uh papa's other 12 foot that he bought for 15 dollars yard sale that thing was jam up well <laughs> is that the one you sank yeah it is okay <laughs> uh, then recovered uh and but then it really went from that to the are we, leaving, are we leaving out the dinghy? The dinghy was just there for the motor. <laughs> the J- but we also we ran the dinghy though. <laughs> we did the the, the hundred dollar dinghy from the yard sale. Yeah, the J sixteen. The J sixteen is what really started it all. Carolina skip the yeah. J sixteen with a forty nine Johnson on the back. She was a unit. She uh, she had only problems she had though. After I mean she had a computer problem. We got that fixed. And then uh, if you ran her full throttle for too long, she would just automatically cut off. And if you were sitting on the front of the boat when it did that, yeah, you so were prone that, to falling right off of it. Well, that happened one time, and I had specifically told him, I said, hey, listen, we're going to run across the lake, face towards me, face the seat towards me, so that if you're if the boat cuts off, you're you know getting thrown into the back of the seat, not the not off the bow, because he was sitting on the bow. He, no, I'll be all right. What happens? Boat cuts off. William, shoot, right off the front of the boat like a dang rocket. It's like somebody had stuck him in a slingshot and just launched him off the boat. <laughs> and uh, how'd you hit the water, as, man? Did you recover? Listen, listen so Greg on, style, it's, it's, or was it more it's like a, it's about to get better? Wounded pelican. Yeah, it's, it's, wounded it's pelican. about yeah, it's about to get a heck of a lot better because as soon as he hit the water, the motor regained full power. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so I. Quick thinking, slammed it in neutral, and just coasted over William. And then I get past William, and he literally... I So, let me take over from here. When I hit the water, I thought that I was in 10, 15 feet. So, I, like, reached down, feel bottom, and I grabbed full launch to get to the surface to breathe. And I'm a little over waist deep. <laughs> so, I just stand up in the water, and... uh at that point, I realized I don't have my hat. I look, see my hat. 
I'm like, all right, got my hat. I grab and put my hat on, like phone, keys, wallet, cool. And then I realized, where's my sunglasses? And I went, oh shit. And I kicked my foot out and I felt the, like the the neck, the the, the croaks, croakies, however you say that. Yeah. The little neck thing is around. I felt it with my toe and reached out and I grabbed my Oakleys off the bottom of Lake Carlton. Lake Beauclair. Lake Beauclair. Full recovery. Yeah, full recovery. Your phone survived this experience? It, it did. Wow. It did. Excellent. But listen, we, we started with boat problems well before I ever had boat problems because we sailed that. Oh, we did. Carolina skiff all the way back to the ramp. Well, almost all the way back one time just using the uh, the motor and the bimini top. Use the bimini top as a sail and the motor to steer it. Yeah. Been there. My God. It's genius. <laughs> yeah. I actually sold that boat for more than my dad and William paid for it. <laughs> paid well, like twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, for that I boat. sold it for five grand, like fifty five hundred bucks. Well, me and Jim drifted Del Slow Drive for what two miles? We paddled a little bit. We we're out there polling. Well, we pole paddle. We mostly mm, pole paddle, whatever you want to call it, out into the current and then drifted. Yeah. So we call this episode. <clears throat> we call this episode Greenhead Purist or Mallard Purist and and uh, boat problems. Yeah. Yeah, Mallard unless and unless uh, Dirty D wants to dive into his Bigfoot conspiracies. Yeah, <laughs> negative. No Bigfoot. <laughs> Nothing on the Bigfoot. Nothing on the Bigfoot no scanner today. Look, look. He's gonna later on. He's gonna look up uh, that YouTube channel, and then he's gonna be a believer. No man. Uh... <laughs> so. Are we of are we of the consensus that there is no such thing as a trash duck? Pretty much. Oh, we are of the consensus yeah. of that. But there is a trash chicken. This this website I was on, I gave up on it when it called a ruddy duck a trash duck. I love eating ruddy duck, so I've never had one. What a trash chicken? Yeah, the trash chicken. What's a, what's a trash chicken? A coot. Yeah, coot's trash chick chicken. Oh, I still love them, but that was just a nickname. Who who called? Who was the one that uttered, uttered the? Coin Dish, the phrase trash chicken. Dish chickens? No, ditch chickens aren't coots. Ditch chickens are chickens. Yeah, what's, what's a, what's a, what's a di- chicken? A pheasant's a ditch chicken? Yeah. Oh. Swamp chicken. Swamp, swamp chicken? Swamp chickens. Morehand. Morehand. Who was the call? <clears throat> it was Jason. I thought. Nah, was it? I don't know. Somebody called it the trash chicken. I was like, I'd go with that. I'm still eating them. Well, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there, uh, I have not encountered a bird thus far that I have not ate in some form and decided it was edible. I mean, edible is a relative term because I can I can think of a bird right now that we ate. Well, I could tell you, yeah, mm. right. But I edible. It was edible still. Uh, with better preparation, well, digestible. It yeah. <laughs> right. No, I think you could make that that one in specific would would be. I mean, there was lots of meat on it. It just took a. You lot could of, make it a damn good bird. Yeah. 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 With the, some buttermilk. The one I'm waiting on is when they. <clears throat> I have to go to the Carolinas again when they open up cormorant season. Yeah. Yeah. Got their whack of cormorant. I mean. There's plenty of cormorants in Florida. Why are you going to Carolinas? Because it's illegal there. It's illegal. Yeah, they open it up every now and again to thin them out. I'm going back. But man, <laughs> I just, I'll bet that's a challenge, man. If that thing doesn't taste like, 
I just I'd be shocked if you open that thing up and it doesn't taste like you're eating a can of anchovies. I mean, if you like fish, it is what it <laughs> yeah. is. You never now, know though. A lot of times, man, everything you open it up and you handle it's like, man, that stinks. Like you're talking about that buffalo head. I think that's the only reason why I, I didn't like it as much as y'all did. Here's if I my, had just cleaned it. Here, and here's had some time to. Here's my question. This came up in the UPO group chat the other day, and I'm kind of curious what y'all think. You know them? What are those little hook billed birds that are in your grass all the time? You know what I'm talking about? My dad, Bill Ibis. Ibis. What do you think those taste like? Well, I've not eaten one, but Chicken. there was a feller who got busted for harvesting alligator eggs. In yeah. fact, he was, he had an airboat thing where he was charging people to go out and harvest alligator eggs, which is already unlawful. Well, so really since smart. he was unlawful, he also used to like bring them out and have a lunch in the marsh. And he'd haul off and whack himself a few ibis, breast them out, and throw ibis on the grill for these folks. And apparently they were fantastic. Or if they're severing that in the jail. Oh, he went to prison. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't feel like they would taste that bad. No, I, I oh, they're see, fantastic. Yeah, you, you see them eating, dang, all they do is eat bugs in the yard. Yeah, it can't be that bad. So, yeah. and I don't want anybody to mishear this, because I play by the rules. But, I, as a guy that's out, I'm like, why... Why is there not a limit on meadowlarks? Why can we not knock down grackles? And for that matter, why not ibis? Now, I understand you probably don't want to go out and set the limit like every hunter and go out there and kill himself eight ibis a day. But why can't you have an ibis? Even if it's a special draw tag where you get one a season. But sure as heck, there's no way, based on what I saw, have seen in, in a number of places, at least in Florida, that you can't have a sustainable meadow lark hunt. Right? They're they're more common than quail. Hey, oh Lord! So looks like <coughs> we need to go to hunt. Canada because Canada has uh, a daily bag limit of fifty cormorants. Good Lord! Good night. The season will be March fifteenth, the start of cormorant nesting season, to December thirty first. Yeah. So it, this is just one of those things, I believe, where... Triagus. Well, hold on. I think there was probably a time that, because of market hunting and things like that, that a lot of these things were thinned out. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt, especially yeah. Ibis, because of the pretty white feathers, and it's 100%. Right. But now, time Robins? Really? We can't... Can't eat them can't, black. Can't have a two robin a day limit. Them, them <laughs> black pooping ass and Dude, those covering things. your truck and yeah, yeah. Gra- like some boat tail grackles, they're everywhere. You got, Although I, I marshes, their parking lots. I mean, they're they're almost like pigeons. Robins, in all honesty, as as growing into adulthood, they're one of my favorite migrators to see come in because they they usually precede cool weather. Yeah, in the south, and it's it's nice to see them come in three four days later. It gets good and cool. They're they're like an early, early migrator, and they will come in in huge flocks, and you'll get your whole yard full of full of robins, and then they disappear, and then here cold weather right behind them. So the ibis was a uh, a favorite with early Florida homesteaders. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it. 
Yeah, Ibis right were hunted throughout Florida well into the 1950s. So it really all comes about with the with the migratory bird. So yeah. if they were still knocking them down in the 1950s, that's well after all of the acts that protected a lot of. Yeah, that's after, really? well after market hunting. The, the, I like the nickname, Chakalooski Chicken. There you go. So they do taste good. That answers it. If they were yeah. a, a Florida homesteader favorite, hey, they eat good, son. Did they eat good, or were they just easy to kill? Both. Probably both, because you could just about catch them by hand in your yard. That's because nobody's hunting. That's true. I bet if they made those uh, game species and put up, I don't know, even a one ibis limit that within one season, ibis wouldn't, you wouldn't be able, nobody be seeing ibis. Did you, do you notice uh, it, more than a month ago, I sent a, a photo to the UPO group chat of a banded sandhill crane. Yeah. Right. It And when I took the photo, I noticed there were two bands. There was a regular band and a money band on that bird. And then when I showed Amanda, she's like, oh, he's got three bands. And I said, what? And I zoomed in. There is a third band that's about worn to nothing down by his foot. Like that is an old bird. And that's an old migrating yeah. bird. If you look it up, and we could do that because I think you got the computer running. Look up the last time that they actually banded sandhill cranes. They ain't done it in a long time. Really? Yeah. So when you, and you'll notice that you'll see guys that like that that are, when they shoot banded sandhill cranes, like twenty eight years old. Daggone. Let's see here. Yeah, Google that, Jordan. We'll see. And what I'm like, because if you know, we've hunted them. And some of those birds, man, you've got to re... They're not dumb. You think, oh, big old monster bird like that. For some reason, you'd think they seem to fly slow. They hover. You'd think they'd be easy. And it's when you do when you do get them decoying and you fooled them, they are pretty easy. But, man, they will... They come in and they'll hover and they're looking at your decoys. And they're like, mm, nah, not gonna... So look at this, Jim. Look, the old ones I think are the ones that keep them keep them from getting. You got a regular band and a money band. Yep. And then the man says, "Oh, it's banded three times." Yeah, it's on the lower leg. Regular band, money band. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a third a band. band all the way down by its foot. Yeah. So how the heck did somebody catch that bird three times? They must have put two of those bands on. I don't know. Once. Well, I tell you this: as close as I was, that I didn't zoom in for that photo. And I was in my truck. See, my that's why truck. I think. That's why I think we get the idea that cranes would be easy to hunt. Because think about it; they fly over spread all the time, right? That's because nobody's shooting at them down here, and nobody's nobody's shooting at them. You drive down the road, and you just about. Well, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many times. I can't tell how many times I've had old people get upset at me, throw their hands up because I don't slow down because the dang things in the road. Like, try me. I will throw that sucker in the back of the work truck right now. I'll call FWC and throw it in the back of the work truck right now. Yep. If you plunked one? Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's going to the back of the truck. I, pl- I think if you whoops don't slow yep. down and you just knock knock one of those things ass over a tea kettle and somebody sees I didn't you, see it. I think you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Oops. But if one... If I'm moving at 10 miles an hour and the bird stands in the road, I'm... It, 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 
it's natural selection. And I'll argue that to the day <laughs> I die. Like that bird had plenty of time to get out of the way. And it was like, try me. Like I'm not in a golf cart. I'm not going to stop for you. Get out of the way. 99% of the time they're like, oh, and they get out of the way and they're gone. But if it's the one dumb one, I mean, so be it. I, so what do you, you got there, Jordan? Blast. When is the last time they... Man, it's it's tough to find out when the last time they do because there's so many states that do it. Um, well, you got like Michigan, Ontario, Wisconsin. That's Wisconsin again, Wisconsin. So wait a second. I didn't think... Oh, okay, yeah, because they're state agencies, but they're all doing yeah. it as part of the New York. Right, it's the same as when you know we went the out duck and, and banded, band. you know, wood ducks. That's the state of Florida banding wood ducks. My question is, is you know, well, we we'll kind of talked a little bit when we were with the FWC biologist about banning ducks, and she says, "Oh, we ban resident birds." You know, well, if Florida has resident sandhill cranes. And that's why we can't have a hunting season. Then why aren't we banning sandhill cranes? Yeah. Central Florida auxiliary banding protocols for Florida sandhill cranes. So they've banded cranes in Florida as well. Oh, have they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, you want to kill a bird that is an oddity with a band. That's a coot. Oh, yeah. Coots haven't been banded in That's a the hot holy minute. grail, man. Uh, you should be able to get on uh, the federal waterfowl. What is that? I can't think of the name, but that'll tell you when the last time it was banded. The most recent band date. That's how I found out that coots haven't been banned in a hot minute. That is the holy grail, the banded coot. It is. Yeah. But if you're a mallard purist and all you shoot is mallards, you'll never you'll kill never a banded coot. Right. Exactly. Man, the Wait, dang. when did you say the last time the banded coots was? It's been a hot minute. I, I, 30, 40 years. Oh, um, you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to. I think coots are that old. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man, but I can tell you when I was cooking down some of those coot legs, and they they cook down for like two hours, most of them fall off the bone. U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Every now and again, man, I get one coot that coot leg, getting the meat off was a bit of a fight. I'm like, that's an old bird there. (laughs) Two hours and still holding up. So I was chatting with Joey Lyon. Been yeah. hunting ducks down here for 20 years. And the man shoots a lot of ducks, right? You know how many banded birds he shot in his lifetime? Zero. One. 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 Shot a, shot a wood duck this season that was banded. Um, it wasn't, I, it all, I thought maybe it was one of the ones you guys. It was almost, yeah, me and Jordan but uh, it was, by a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, he missed it by a couple of weeks. But it was banded, you know, like banded 15 minutes ago. Wow. <laughs> it didn't yeah. go very far. <laughs> That's probably the easiest banded bird to shoot in Florida is a wood duck. I'd like one. Possibly. But, man, I see these guys that are just running around with, like, Hey, I'll tell you right now. I, full of bands. I banded, like, we can buy those They're on eBay, too, internet. yeah. Um, I, I banded, like, seven whistlers a couple years ago, so. They're out there. They're there. I, I don't understand why you'd want to buy a band on the internet. I, I mean, I, you can buy them to have for, it. Yeah, for clout. Listen. I got a band right there on the on the gun rack. Well, from, that's from banding. I never banding. wear a band. Yeah. From banding with FWC, I got a, I have a, a volunteer band. It's orange, oh. a goose band right there. Well, that's cool. cool. It says yeah. you're volunteer. I threw that on a lanyard just to say, you know, just, I don't know, whatever. Uh, it, 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 it ain't about showing off. Yeah. It's a, it's about, it, to me, it's the memories. And, and I that that's a trophy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? Like, I, 
I have a few trophies, but I don't know. I would never, I would never consider wearing a band that I bought on the internet. But if I is shot it? one because they're so rare, hell yeah, man! Is so it going, the bird would be mounted and be on the bird. Not so is it? Is it not? Is it not something strange to you to think about hunting deer on public land and you want to try or or hunting public land? Period. You want to try and find a place that's been untouched. Right, yeah, we're always as, as as public land hunters or hunters in general. You want to find that piece of sacred ground, the honey hole, the secret spot, right, where no man has been before, no hunters come before you. Which is, in all reality, it's impossible to find on public land. And Jordan has discovered that by going in and be like, we found a good spot. Cameras everywhere. There is no quote unquote secret spot on public land. Somebody else knows about it. Yeah, but as duck hunters. You strive to kill a bird that has been physically touched by another human being. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I would love... If, Very if, true. If I could shoot a banded deer <laughs> with a big old collars around it, I might do the full shoulder mount on that one. But you have to get one with the radio collar, not the dog collar. Not no, the I want thing. one of the yeah. ones with the big white thing on its neck. What are you talking about? Some of them have like a, a, well, I guess the radio collar. The radio collar is huge. Yeah. No, so you yeah. shoot the one with the radio collar, not the dog collar. Yeah. I think you got to give the collar back, though. No. No? You don't? Oh, you might supposed to be. <laughs> you might supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard of uh, people. You know, Buy if, a new if, one, pal. If the radio collar <laughs> is functioning, I've heard of people having to give that back. And then uh, the university where it was like, hey, this one's broken. Would you like this one to go on your mount? Yeah. Not saying it happens in every instance, but if they have a trash one that doesn't work anymore, they'll give you that to go with your mount if you wanted to mount it with your deer. Yeah. Which, I mean, rightfully so. If I killed <sighs> a deer, expensive. Though. You killed a deer with a collar, like, and the collar is functioning, and they can use that collar for further research, then I think you should be more than willing to give them their collar back because it's going to help them further research on white tail deer no, or whatever. No, they could tell if I move or not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, kidding, man. I'm, I'm with you. Throw the toolbox, drive around. You're good to go. They're, They're so like, ugly, though. You, know, you walk into somebody's house, and you know a lot of people already struggle with taxidermy. But can you imagine? I mean, I got some neighbors in my neighborhood that if I had them over for like an open house, whatever, like I do one, probably not. You know, and they they're walking up to get down on some coot giblets, and then they look over and <laughs> get on some coot You know, like what the hell is that? My neighbors lose their mind. They told me his name was Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you throw that in the back of your truck. You're driving around your job site or something. Like, what the hell is this deer doing around Disneyland? <laughs> He's been going up and down 75 for the past three yeah. days. Let me tell you, if that's some bitch is fast as hell. <laughs> if you showed up to work at Disney with a deer in the back of your truck, you know how fast Disney security would be all over you. They'd want to know where you <laughs> killed that deer at. Listen, let me tell you about something about security and having a deer in the back of your truck. So, I shot a deer on Fort Campbell one time. Yeah. And at that time, we had to we had to field dress a deer before we could bring it, you know, back to the tech station. And uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm wearing, a, a, I had got hot, I'd stripped down to my white t-shirt. Like, I'm about to get a rise of the gate guard. So, I took my bloody hands, I just wiped them all over my t-shirt to get the blood <laughs> off of them. So, I am straight covered in blood on this white t-shirt. Pull up in the gate, and uh, she takes my D. 
She looks at my ID front, back. She goes, have a nice night. I'm like, I literally looked like I could have just murdered a small family. You didn't ask me if I had any guns. You didn't ask me why I'm covered in blood. You, nothing. Just have a good night. And I rolled through the gate. Did she even look in the back of the truck? No. Really? No, nothing. I just ride on through the gate. No, it, and I thought, you know, I, I thought for sure. That was actually the eight point that's sitting over here that I did that with, that I shot with my bow. I thought for sure I was going to get inspected. I mean, I had all my proper paperwork and stuff. Uh, but no, she just let me go on right on through to the check station. Uh, but, uh, and I, I mean, I'd had several times where I'd roll through with no deer. You got any guns in the truck? I'm like, yes, I do. And then we sat there for 10 minutes going over all my stuff, talking about deer hunting and everything else. But I, I tell you, man, I, I truly enjoy, uh, run-ins with people who are curious. Uh, and then you get to have that conversation about, yeah, I, I actually do have a gun. This, this is, this is why I'm wearing camouflage, right? It, it happens at the gas station at four o'clock in the morning going duck hunting. Oh, y'all dressed up in camouflage. Where are you going? I'm, I'm actually going to go hunt ducks. Really? Yeah. No, I'm going to a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what is like the next question out of everybody's mouth? Where are you going duck hunting at? On the water. I'm like... That's classified information. Yeah. We, listen, we on the way to the small game hunt last weekend. No, it wasn't last weekend, was it? it was weekend before last. No, it was last weekend. Last weekend. Um, well, I mean, by the time you hear this, yeah. it's been a couple weeks ago. But We had stopped at the gas station, and uh, somebody had asked something about, uh, y'all going hunting? And I literally, it just, I was had the fastest mouth I'd ever had in my life. I said, nope, just didn't want to be seen today. (laughs) (laughs) The dude had no response to it. Oh, he had a response. It was all in his head. He's like, that son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, just didn't want to be seen today. Oh, man. But. Hmm. (laughs) I was trying to look up cute facts, but. We just got another confirmation. Steve Miller's making the trip again. I did. I oh, saw nice. that. Yeah. There we go, dude. That uh, that canoe trip's gonna it's gonna be wicked. Just make him the quartermaster, man. He had enough gear with him. He cooked for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you're not gonna be the whole time, we could have somebody do it. I will not be there the whole time. Two days. College graduates. Oh, wow. Congratulations to your sons. Congratulations to us, man. Both I got, of them the, scar- I got the, the scars time? for getting them there. <laughs> <laughs> Both um, of them graduating at the same time? Or? So Zach's graduating with a degree in computer science from UCF. And Josh is graduating with his AA from Seminole and then transferring into UCF, uh-huh. uh, probably to major in accounting. Awesome. We shall see. I think it's pretty cool. Well... We talked about coots. We talked about what, pretty much just trash ducks for a the most part. A little bit of deer hunting, yeah. Mallard purists. It's kind of a perfect time because we're fixing to just dive into duck hunting. I mean, we're hoping this, with with the way this uh, this Arctic or whatever, what do they call it? Not so, Arctic for those of you listening to this, we yeah, are... Yeah, it, it's got a special name for it. Today, for, for those people listening to this, today is December 22nd, so that'll that'll give you your time travel yeah. uh, back in time. Yeah. We got a good and polar freeze coming in. There's a little there's a little boy inside in uh, 
three days getting ready to get a 410 for Christmas. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's going to be a blowing three squirrel days. nests out of trees. <laughs> I, I found you some 410 non-toxic shot online. Is it is it dang turkey load? The No. No. It's uh it's heavy. Just better start saving up to Heavy buy shot it. 410. Hmm. And let's just say that each round costs about $2.50. Yes, it's tungsten. So when that when that uh when that little 410 goes off, it'll sound just like a cash register. It's it's ka-ching! <laughs> I could buy 410 tungsten wherever I want to. You, you were asking? Non-toxic. Uh, yeah, I know that, but I ain't about to spend fifty dollars on a box of five shells to get the yeah, boy out there to shoot some like, ducks. This is a twenty-five round box. Yeah, it was twenty-five round 20 box for fifty-seven dollars a box or something like that. Twenty-five round box for fifty bucks. I'm, I might think about it. That's too. Not that I want shell. to. Not that I want to. But to let the kid go out and and do the the. Emerald of Marsh Youth Hunt. Uh, I might just have to. Just spend you a hundred bucks, buy him a couple boxes. No, nope, one box. He's got twenty-five shells. That's all he's going to get. Once he's out, he's out. <laughs> You're going to get one of those coots mounted because Lord knows he's going to whack some coots. <laughs> you know it's true. I'll, I'll convince him he needs to eat them all. Thirty-four dollars for what? Four ten. Non-toxic. Where? Ball shot shells. In stock? No. Or I got an email already. That's like Briar. Well, oh, ball okay. shot shells cost... Uh, no, oh, never yeah. mind. They're not yeah, in stock. Exactly. Um, give them a spot call them. Back number five. Call them. 57 cents a shell. Call ball shot shells. For what? Call them and say, hey, I just got my son a 410 for Christmas. And I need... They'll tell you, hey, we're fixing to run... This, but you got to get on right there and then. Yeah, especially this time of year. You know what I'm saying? Buy them at midnight when they drop. They don't drop at midnight, but like you just got to be ready. Yeah, yeah. Because last year when we were buying some, uh, I mean, that's an I email did. came I through. All shot shells. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention, and like I went and saw the email like three hours after it come out. Yeah. But I mean, I just, they sell out quick, but when they do have them in stock, and like I said, call them up, they'll tell you. And they'll be like, okay, this is going to read, it'll be up on the website at this time, be ready. Well, when this when this whole countertop comes up back here, I'm going to set a reloading press back here. And yeah. I mean, I don't blame you, but I'm saying just in the meantime. Yeah. I got to find something. I <laughs> My dad, he sent me a link uh, a week or so ago. He's like, I ordered these. I was like, yeah, they're on back order with no estimated delivery time. Yeah. Well, I ordered them. I'm like, well, I think you probably just wasted 40 bucks on Onyx, on, on Optics Planet. Because if from what I understand, Optics Planet has a pretty rough shipping. Uh, they're pretty rough getting stuff from them, period. He should have no problem shooting a dang... Uh... Turkey with its 410. There's plenty of turkey shot for a 410. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you what he will get to do with that 410 next year. Shoot the mess out of more hens. Yeah. Lid shooting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll Damn. take it to Seminole Forest and set him down and let him try and shoot something with it. 
I've got some 410 you can have for Seminole Forest. Oh, I've got, I, I have a, a gallon, I probably have about 40 rounds of 410 birdshot, just regular lead birdshot. That'd I just be, don't have any steel. That'd be good for one day in Seminole Forest. $34 <laughs> a box. He's going to get to shoot a little bit uh, the day after Christmas at Grandpa's house just to make everybody in the mini bike neighborhood upset. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> yeah, boss has like none. Oh, that's surprising. None in four ten. Yeah, people buy the crap out of it, man, because the little kids shoot it and they don't make a lot of it. Yeah. So it's 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 one of those things where they already don't make a lot, and then when it's available, people who want it for kids to shoot, they kids to shoot it, they it. buy a bunch of it. Yeah. Heavy shot bismuth four ten fifty five dollars box. Where? Right is there? it a sportsman's is it warehouse? Is it on? Is it is it actually in stock? Oh, notify me when it's in stock. Yeah, no, but I found Fire. it. I don't know if it was a Max. Uh, somebody had it in stock the other day. Did they? That was like a week or two ago. So I don't, yeah, I haven't checked it here very recently. But yeah, it and is, it's Christmas time too. So yeah, all the little kids getting a four ten for Christmas now. It's it's hard to find four ten in non toxic. <clears throat> I saw I asked you the other day, Jim, Dude, what, I what think it would take for you to reload it. But if it I've been a thinking about press, buying a... Uh, it does take a hold of the press, but then you've got to find... You, you can't... Because steel shot is so less dense. It changes all of your... You use a different primer. use different powder measurements. use different wads. I mean, I'm sure the wads are probably the least... Um, or probably the most interchangeable, but working up... If you go to like Allian or any of the places, and you in they just there's just not that much data out there about about steel loads or even worse is when you get into like bismuth or yeah. tungsten, but it's out there. I mean, I can when I ran because I, I was looking at Briar and I had this whole thing last year because I like the Boss shells, um, bismuth, and I tried to figure out what it would cost. Or how much you'd have to reload to make it cost effective versus just buying shells from boss. But by the time you buy the bismuth, and then you've also got to just, you still got your powder and your wads. And even if you got your shells already, because you, you, your hulls, because you're going to recycle them, it was about a thousand rounds. You got to, if you reload a thousand rounds, you're saving money. And you're probably shooting a slightly heavier load because. Oh, that copper plating's real sexy and all. I don't know exactly what I don't know exactly what um boss is doing if it's actually a pure bismuth core coated in copper versus bismuth with a little bit of tin is what you get if you go to roto metals or something like that. But it's still it's so expensive and you gotta get it shipped to you. So the break even versus just buying it from boss was a thousand dollars. And I think you might have a slightly um, more lethal load, but not not enough to say so. But if I would do it, that if we all pulled our money together and bought just a ton of components, come on over, man. We'll just start cranking out shotgun shells, and we'll have, we'll each walk out of five hundred rounds of yeah. You know, you have all the two and three quarter business shells you need. Uh, nope, that's twenty eight gauge. Never mind. That says twenty eight gauge. It says four oh four ten bore. But the picture says 28 gauge. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you, know, you guys want to talk about our final thoughts and wrap this up? Yeah, it's about so, that time. 
You guys got any closing thoughts? I do. Is there really such thing as a trash duck? No. That is my clothing thought, that there is no th- no such thing as a trash duck. They're just trash cooks. That, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> no. Yeah, you, if you think it's a trash duck, you just can't I mean, can't you soak cook. something long enough in salt water, it's bound to taste good. Salt water, buttermilk, same difference. But the thing is, really, it comes down to, there are plenty of ducks that aren't easy to cook. You can't just press them, throw them in a frying pan with butter and make it taste good. That is a wood duck, though. That comes to wild game, period. There's plenty of wild game out there that you can't just cut it off the bone, throw it in the the cast iron, and come out with a gourmet meal. Yeah. The French figured out how to make snails taste good, so... That's true. Does that really taste good, though? Escargot mm-hmm. is excellent. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. It, it follows the same recipe. Salt, butter, garlic. A little bit of garlic on anything, you can make it taste good. Yeah. <laughs> Salt, butter, and garlic. <laughs> Can't if be you, if you put you in some bacon grease in there. If you perfect. put salt, butter, and garlic in a pan, it'd probably taste good. Nothing I don't know. It's <laughs> just salt, butter, and garlic. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Salt, butter, and garlic. Dip your bread in it. Delish. Exactly. Right? Excellent. I mean, you I'm probably eat this koozie behind, with yeah. the right amount of salt, butter, <laughs> and garlic. So. I'm still standing behind the fact that Jim could season up a dog turd and cook it just right, and it tastes good. <laughs> deep I'm fried, buddy. that one. Deep fried. Hey. Bread it and deep fried. I cook it if you'll eat it. Walk I ain't out, eat it with you. Walk out in the front yard, take one home. We'll see what we can do with it. <laughs> Anybody else, Dylan? You got anything? Closing thoughts? No, nah, man, I'm good. He said Bigfoot's real. I was fixing. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's done all this interesting shit, and the only thing he's known for is Bigfoot. Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's because he's hey, so adamant about. It's, it's that it does exist. That's why y'all keep going on with the shit. <clears throat> I'll edit that out to where Big Dylan said Bigfoot does exist, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no. <sorry. laughs> I gotta say yeah, though, be. somebody posted a picture the other you day. You definitely do that. You of, should 100 do that. Somebody posted a picture the other day of one of those weird deer stands. You actually seen a bunch of those deer stands over in Germany? Yeah. Oh yeah. Those uh red dude. They're everywhere. All in Germany, Poland, Hungary, everywhere. Just some random wooden tripod with like a flip up foot stand. Yeah. Every. I'm talking about like at every corner of a dirt road that we like patrol or whatever. They're there. <laughs> like I'm telling dude you could literally turn around at any azimuth direction and throw a baseball and probably hit one <laughs> them, them boys are doing some hunting now talking well, about dude they got to they don't have much land <laughs> bro they I'm, it, we were literally sitting in a truck one day and I hear a bunch of like grunt and I was like what the hell is that and I look 50 yards away from us and in the woods I was like this looks like cows nah Red stag, dude, like five hundred of them, <laughs> and we ran. Me and me and one of the dudes go over there and run into the woods and start shooting them. And there's these Ukrainian guys sitting over there, and they ran all up in their AO and everything. It was ridiculous. It was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, there those things are everywhere, man. Well, we'll close it out on that, Dylan. I thank you for joining us, man. It's uh, alrighty, guys. Well, I'll see y'all later. We'll see <laughs> you, Dylan. Day. We'll get you later. All right.